Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets, no, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese, or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece Chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Hey, you're listening to Talk CXO Life, and I'm your host, Sunayana. Vivek Bhargava, CEO, DAN Performance Group, heads the digital performance agencies of the reputed Densu Aegis Network. From a time when digital meant at the most having an add-on CD to a corporate brochure to now when it is omnipresent, the journey has been a promising one for Vivek, who's regarded as among the top digital minds in India today. And if anything makes for as enthralling a story is Vivek's passion for table tennis, a sport he picked up as a seven-year-old. He has won a bronze in the 30-plus age category and a silver in the doubles at national level. Vivek also owns a table tennis team, Challengers, in the Ultimate Table Tennis League. Vivek is also an avid chess player and an amateur paragliding pilot. This is the highlight segment comprising the key takeaways from my conversation with Vivek Bhargav. Don't forget to listen to the full conversation on Audioboom and on our website, www.cxolife.com. So are you up for this entertaining and inspiring chat? Here we go. One of the things that I've always followed in my life uh, is that I follow joy and passion, right? Okay. So happiness. And my belief has always been that if you can follow happiness, it will bring you success. A lot of people think that they become successful, they'll become happier. Actually, it works the other way around. The happier you are, the more successful you'll be. So uh, when I started the company also, I left the family business and I started a digital marketing company. I come from a family that makes musical instruments. So oh, wow. yeah, that's Bhargava's music, if you've heard of it. Oh, Bhargava's, yeah. that's us. Oh. So what happened was that uh, I was given two teachers. One teacher was teaching me harmonium. The other teacher who was teaching me table tennis. And for six months, the harmonium teacher was teaching me the same basic notes, right? Practice it, practice it, practice it. Now, I'm too impatient a guy. And I almost like revolted that I will not learn musical instruments. I want to pursue table tennis. And I found what table tennis was fascinating because every shot is different. Every shot, you're going to suddenly decide what needs to be done. And the, the trick out there also is that it's a very mental game because it's almost reflexes. Right. And in that fraction of a second, you think, what are you going to do? Okay. Right? So I found that I had the aptitude for it. I was picking up the sport quite fast. My father actually started a business which didn't do too well. And he went through a pretty big financial breakdown. Mm. And he just wanted to take a break from everything. Our family business or musical instrument was doing well. But his chemical industry had failed. So suddenly, you generally go to Ronaldo and come back after two days. Mm. Suddenly, we pack up and you go to Masuri. And when mm. I say, when I'm going back, I said, no, this is where we're going to stay now. So actually, I have two brothers and one sister. Okay. But they had stayed back in Bombay. Oh. Uh, my father and married the second time. I was the only son from my mom. Oh. I think one of the things that shaped me was when I came back from Masuri to Bombay. In Masuri, you know, we had this bungalow. I used to be a state-level player. I used to come third, fourth mm-hmm. in class. I was like this 
the most popular guy in school, mm-hmm. right? Without trying to sound boastful, but suddenly I leave that, I come to Bombay, mm-hmm. and I joined Bombay Scottish in ninth. So first thing what happened was whatever I learned there, they finish off 30, 40 percent of the portion of ICSE in eighth term. Mm. So there we start ICSE in ninth. Mm. So the 40 percent I didn't know what had happened. Mm. Then what happened was I got jaundice. I got a relapse for like three, four months. I didn't go to school. Then I tried to show my show off my horse riding skills to my cousins in Juhu Beach, and the horse fell on me. <laughs> oh God! Okay. <laughs> so long story short, I attend school in the ninth standard. So suddenly I land up in this 10th standard ICSE. And I don't know what clues happened. Two years of education has gone by and now they're revising things. I don't know what it is, right? So I think the way people sort of treated me was so dramatically and radically different than the way I was treated all my childhood. And I was very clear. I said, you know what? I don't want to get treated like this in my life ever again. And that was my only motivation. When I was starting this company, my father told me, he says, hey, listen, you're starting this company is good. Communicate to. Communicate to. 1997, right? Uh, but I tell you what you should do. You start a company. You appoint a general manager. Go and spend a few hours with them every day. Uh, and get it to a certain level, right? Because uh, very ominously he told me that if you leave the family business, hmm. then you'll not be able to join back. Mm-hmm. And like you and I, I was like 23 years old by the way. Yeah? Mm-hmm. My father started it, Argava's music, uh, I think 1942. 1942. Uh, my grandfather passed away when he was 17 years old. Mm-hmm. He had four other siblings, ranging from the youngest being three years or four years old. Okay. They were in Mathura. Mm-hmm. And my dad decided to take all the siblings and come to Bombay. Mm-hmm. So all the elders in the village told him that, you know, what do you do in Bombay? How will you survive? What will you do? Uh, stay back in Mathura. So he said that, you know, if I stay back in Mathura, would you guys take care of us? He says, I don't worry. God will take care of you. So he said, God will take care of us in Bombay too. <laughs> and he left. I was sitting at a dinner table. I was 10 years old. Okay. So he said, do you know the difference between a job and a business? So I said, no. I said, like, obviously, tell me. So he says that, see, listen. If, if your income is 100 rupees, you have to spend 90 rupees. Right? So as long as you spend less than what you earn, you'll be happy in a job. Mm. In business is different. Mm. You can spend a crore rupees. All you do is earn more than that. So there's no limitation in capital mm. sort of on spending. You can spend as much as you want, just make sure you earn more than that. Ten years had passed when I started Minicate 2. Mm. And my father sat me down very seriously and he said that, Vivek, uh, you know, you get up in the morning at 6 o'clock and you head to the office. You sometimes come at 2 o'clock in the night. Even Saturday, Sunday, you were at work. You know, then he says, you know, in our whole family, I think you work the hardest. So just when I was about to like, you know, really say thank you, he says, but you know what? (laughs) No, why do you make the least amount of money? (laughs) (laughs) So like, I still remember what I told him. I said, you know what? Uh, uh, (laughs) God has given me less brains. So I need to work harder. And he laughed, I laughed. <laughs> and the fact of the matter was like, you know, honestly, then I went out to explain to him, I said, I do this because it makes me happier. I think happiness is an illusion. Mm-hmm. But becoming happier is not. So let me give you an example. Right? Let's say everybody is at a certain level of a baseline. If I would take a happiness portion. If zero is misery and 100 is, 100 is ecstasy. Let's say if you're an optimistic person, you could be 70. 
I'm a pessimistic person, I'm 30. When something happens in your life, right? You win a lottery, you win a Grammy, you basically get, purely speaking, a disease that you don't want. Your 70 will become 30 or your 70 will become 90 based on the positive negative disease or negative event. But after three months, you come back to 70. Regardless of what has happened. There have been cases where people have won a lottery and got paralyzed. Right. And for three months, they were back to their baseline. What are the baseline was? So my belief is that how do you increase your baseline? How do you take a 70 to 71, 72, 75? And how do you take it to 90? So your baseline should become 90. That comes by following a happiness discipline. A lot of people, they make the mistake of actually having goals. But tell you that I want to run a marathon, right? Just by saying it, I'm getting joy. It's gratification. Then whether I run it or not, I'm not going to meet you and you're not going to follow up even if I've not run the marathon. You don't ask me, do you run the marathon, right? Mm -hmm. You don't care. Mm -hmm. So what happens is that I got my gratification with just saying it. Mm -hmm. But instead of that, what if I could convert it into a discipline? And I say that I'm going to run one hour every day for the next one year. Now what happens is if I've sold it to 20 people and then I'm not running one hour every day, till the time I run one hour every day for a year, I won't get the satisfaction. Mm. So what people should do is keep the goal to themselves, but create a discipline. Chagana Silver playing doubles, at least semi-final and singles. I beat the last state champion of Mahashta in the quarterfinals. Mm. So my game has improved substantially. A lot of things, 90% is good enough. Mm. Right? A lot of people spend a lot of time in trying to make 100% of it. If it takes 100 hours to do 90%, it takes 500 hours to do 100%. Mm. But 95% of things, 90% is good enough. Many people don't know it, but I left table dance for 15 years. I was either wise enough or naive enough to have conversations with people before taking that decision. There is an epidemic in India, mm. it's called getting settled. Mm. Basically, getting settled means is when you attain puberty, you are told to leave every passion you have because you have to get settled. And the getting settled is an eternal process. Mm. So first, you have to complete your education, yeah. then you, you get married, oh, yeah. get a job, then get married. Then the thing is, you think now you're settled. It's, no, who's going to get your kids married? <laughs> so basically, the thing is, you're never going to get settled, right? So you're never supposed to come back to your passion. That's the reason people leave sports, leave everything that they are passionate about, childhood, getting settled, which is an internal process. So there was this Dehradun district champion. His name was Sudhir Bansal. I still remember his name. Okay. So this guy was playing a 13-year-old kid and he was like 27, 28 years old. So what happened was that uh, uh, he beat me in the first two games. And then the third game, I beat him. Everybody mm. in that stadium sort of came and like, Surrounded us, right? Mm-hmm. Ki Sudhir Bandhan ko game maara. Ek bachcha hai, table tak bhi nahi aara hai. He's defeated this guy, right? <laughs> then he got nervous. And then I was winning points, I was smashing. Mm-hmm. Lost one more game. Mm-hmm. And then finally I beat him. The whole gang picked me up on their shoulders, they rowing award and and he had such a miserable time because you know... <laughs> the David and Bob. It's like exactly, right? I think the ultimate dividends league, mm-hmm. you know, started by Vita Dhani and Neeraj Bajaj right. has contribute a lot to the growth of table tennis in the last two years. I think the disposable income that people can control above the age of 35 in India is huge. Mm. And that's the target that actually 
tables and helps you reach. Mm. So I think it's going to be a good ROI for corporates to get involved. Let us get involved in UTT, sponsor it, buy a team. And if they start putting in the effort, the ROI they'll get for this would be significantly more than what they can get from other things. Mm. Right? I think that is something which I'm trying my best to communicate. Uh, I hope some of the corporates take it up. So if you want an Olympic medal, identify the top 20 players and one of the corporates should pick up each of the players. And if you can do that consistently for the next few years, if not in 2020, but mm. definitely in 2024, mm. you will have an Olympic medal in Tableros. So it's actually called Challengers. Basically what we do is every year, we get a new sponsor and then we name yeah, the right. team. Okay, right. So last year it was Empower G. Okay. Challengers last year. So we'll get a sponsor this year. Hopefully we'll get a sponsor. So I think involvement happens at multiple stages. First stage that happens is that uh, there's an auction that happens. So auction is not with money, but it's with uh, something called drafting. Mm. Where if I pick up a ball which says one, I choose the first player and then the second team gets the second player, third player. And then after this, first six teams have chosen, number one, I'll get again. Mm. So everybody gets a fair chance to pick the right players. So that, that drafting is very important. That decides how well your team is going to do to a certain extent. So one of the tournaments I play globally is the Veterans Championship, which is the Buddha Championship of the world. Okay. Some 100 countries, 4,500 players come. And last year, it was going to be in Vegas. So obviously, I was going to go for it. But the UTT clashed with, mm. uh, with the Vegas tournament. So I skipped Vegas. Mm. I stayed back in Bombay. So mm. I was skipping one part of table tennis for the other part of table tennis, but mm. I missed the World Championship. I tried to travel with the team. Mm. Uh, we have offices in almost every city. So I think the first TT lesson that I can derive from is that I think practice makes perfect. What happens is as, as you get more successful in life, uh, you develop this habit of winging it. And it's a very uh, slippery slope. I think it's very, very important to critically focus on that you don't go into that winging it mode. Mm. That's one lesson that sports teachers you and TD has taught me, that if I want to do a great serve, I'll have yes. to practice that serve a thousand times. Mm. Second thing I think TD teaches you in a way humility. Mm. Third thing I think table tennis, from my own point of view, has taught me to actually relate to a lot of people from different walks of life. So I think your diversity of friends that you build up, I think is important. And then what happens is you can almost relate to anybody. So I can meet anybody in my company and I can have a conversation with them. I relate with them because I have friends from all walks of life. My first win, I remember distinctly, was against my father. Okay. Because he taught me chess. I think one of the things that I had this quest of becoming good at it. So I would read up the books, I would discuss new openings, and obviously he was busy with a lot of other things, but I had this notion that I would beat him, right? So I did a lot of studying, which finally bore fruit and I beat him. I've seen the entire series of uh, uh, Spassky versus Fisher, mm-hmm. all the games they played in the World Championship, and Fisher was just brilliant, right? It was just phenomenal. Uh, I've seen actually the, even the Carlson match right now, or Vishwanath Anand versus Carlson, all these matches, I've seen all of them. I was fortunately had become the captain of Sydney College okay. and we had gone for a university match. Uh, that match would have decided our rank at the intercollegiate level. And the match went on for some six and a half hours. Wow. And uh, till the end, 
like you know it was neck and neck and anybody could have won and then you know there were like this four move combination that sort of which would have won me a piece right, right? and the thing is that uh, he made the three moves i wanted him to make and then he made the fourth move which was different than what i had anticipated and because of that i think if it ended in a draw so it was an oh. awful waste of time but that draw in short i had to just make sure i don't i don't lose right. i didn't lose so <laughs> <laughs> so i think it achieved the purpose that i wanted do i would have loved to beat him <laughs> so if i had to choose it would be definitely table tennis because first of all i'm better at table tennis from a just your exercise point of view right so exercise does two things it releases endorphins which increases happiness second thing it also releases something called bdnf proteins these are mood elevators so prozac has bdnf yeah. proteins right so if i take scientifically happiness table tennis will increase my happiness more than what chess can i feel that kids being exposed to sports early in life is very useful because when he comes home miserable sometimes right the thing is that he teaches how to lose Right. The challenge is that a lot of times we shelter our children, and what happens is that they face losses later in life, mm-hmm. and that's why that time they have not faced enough losses, so then they take it to heart, right. right? They get depressed by it. Some of them take drastic steps, right? But if you expose a, a a child to a sport early in life, then he's had enough losses mm-hmm. that any losses that happens, right, he's going to take it in his stride. Unfortunately, most parents mm-hmm. still believe that the only backup plan. is in education so that's the biggest challenge right because the thing is however good you are how wealthy your parents are they will always tell you that have a backup have plan. a backup plan right and the thing is that's not the case with 95% of the professional players in across any sport in any country if you can take back any passion that you had in the child right whether it's sports whether it's painting whether it's culture whether it's poetry whether it's whatever it is right i can promise you you would be a better you when i play table tennis in the morning i'm happier through the day mm-hmm. i accomplish a lot more i feel great at the end of the day and i'm getting to go i would encourage every single person who left us passion mm-hmm. uh take it back again and i can promise you they will be better at what they do today i think success for me means joy it means happiness it if i to sum it in one word is the freedom to do things that give me joy and avoid all the things that take the joy away the more diverse things of your life you focus on and the more you work on it and they improve i think everything improves i think the ability to focus on increasing joy and happiness in my life i think i'm committed to it mm-hmm. i believe that if if i take my baseline of happiness from whatever it is today to 100 or 100 mm-hmm. I think that's my road to nirvana. I'm not saying I want to be happy. I always say I want to be happier. And every minute and every hour I spend time in doing things that increase that quotient of happiness. And mainly it's on the baseline. So you do it every day. So it's like a muscle. You have to work on it every day. And I'm attempting to. <laughs> Hopefully I will achieve sure salvation. Will. Thank you so much for your time. Vivek. My pleasure. So my pleasure. Right now at Kohl's, take an extra 25% off top active brands including Under Armour for her. Get Nike shoes for the family 4875 and under and save on Levi's denim for the family. Plus, get limited contact store drive up and get even more for your wallet with Kohl's cash. Shop Kohl's and kohls.com. 
25% off Under Armour ends August 9th. Nike ends August 8th. Levi's sale ends August 30th. Offers and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or for details.